Welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and today Don Cooper is joined by Dr. Patty Ann Tublin for her first of three episodes with us. She is the author of Money Can Buy You Happiness and Not Tonight Dear I've Got a Business to Run. Dr. Patty Ann is also the founder and CEO of Relationship Toolbox and is someone who cares very deeply and knows a great deal about relationships and how they can severely impact your business and your life both for the better and for the worse, which is exactly what she is on the show to talk about. Dr. Patty Ann will be with us for two more episodes after this one discussing how relationships impact business, how you can grow trust with clients, and what factors can play into strong team building. It's a fantastic conversation all around, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss our episodes with her or any other ones in the future. With all of that said, though, I truly do hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Now, please take it away, Don. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to one of my favorite people uh, who happens to also be a personal coach of mine, Dr. Patty Tublin. Patty is the founder and CEO of a company called Relationship Toolbox. She focuses on helping businesses create better relationships inside their companies and in how they, uh, how they work with the, the greater market. Patty has written a couple of books. Uh, those books are Money Can Buy You Happiness, Secrets Women Need to Know to get paid for what they're worth. Not tonight, dear. I've got a business to run. Patty, I'm super excited for you to be here on the show. I know the audience is going to love what you have to share about relationships because I know you've taught me a lot in the last year. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that kind introduction, Don. And I literally have been looking forward to this podcast since we scheduled it. Because as you know, you can be the best in your industry in terms of knowledge for what you do. However, if you don't know how to create, nurture, and sustain healthy relationships, you'll never be able to have a business. You'll never be able to sell anything. So I am so excited about the topic of building relationships in a business. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it as well. You know, I've I've always said that relationships are everything, but it's also important to know how to build them and when to build them so that you are getting the, uh, the, the best impact. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because people that know how to build relationships think everybody knows how to build relationships, but everybody doesn't know how to do it. And what's important is that when you look at somebody, you really want to view building a relationship from the perspective of how can I build trust with this person? Not how can I sell them something? Or if it's inside the company, how can I get them to work harder, smarter, faster? That's not the purpose or the goal of the relationship. The relationship is to create an environment that starts with the people where you're, you're functioning as a team, where you trust each other, where you're all seeking to achieve the same goal. And maybe you do it in a little bit of a different way because everybody is unique, but the underlying common den denominator is trust. And the one of the main ways you get that is that you, you respect each other and you respect each other, including your differences. So you don't look at someone trying to make them more like you, 
you look at someone and you respect who they are and their, as you like to say, their unique ability and their genuineness. Right. And, and if, you, if you embrace somebody and their authenticity, they will feel that from you. And if you look at, try, look at developing the relationship from a place of curiosity, I'd like to get to know you better. I'd like to hear more about something about that person. You're off to the races. You know, you mentioned curiosity there. And I, I, I think um, that's so key, particularly in the um, industrial B2B space where a lot of my clients happen to be, my amplifier clients and, and my innovator clients. They, we tend to focus our relationship conversations on specifications and technicalities, which are an important part of how we help them solve things. But having that curiosity to dive deeper, to build stronger bonds that are not about the engineering specification is, is so important and so un, uh, uh, under understood. Under understood. That's interesting. Under, understood. <laughs> You know, it's, it's interesting. So misunderstood. No, I know. I know what you mean. We all know what you yeah. mean. I think, um, you know, people get so focused on the sale and what they have to sell. But if you remember the person on the receiving end of the sale is a person. And, and if you ask them what they're looking for or what would work for them or what would make their job easier or what they've been seeking that they haven't been able to find, not only can you address that from what you have to offer, right? Right, it's legit, so there's no manipulation going on, but who knows what other products or information you will come up with that you can create to fulfill their unique needs. And now that relationship will blossom, why? Because the person that you're selling to now feels that they were heard and understood by you. And once you have somebody feeling understood, it's golden. It's a golden ticket. You just said something that I so believe in and, and that I, I try to share with my team. I literally just had a meeting with my team and you know, we, and I've got a lot of operations people who engage with customers in trying to help them, which is effectively uh, our sales process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a whole bunch, you know, and our, our team are very technical. So we've got this tool that kind of gives them a checklist of all the things that they've got to do to uncover how we can help. And I think they get so focused on the checklist that they miss the interaction. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of boiled it down to them. And, and I said, here's what, here's what our entire methodology is designed to do. Number one, help our customers solve things. Mm -hmm. And the way that we do that is what I call ICU, um, identify all the people involved, cover them and meet with them to have conversations and understand what matters to them. Um, without going into it with any preconceived ideas of what I'm going to try to push in this situation. And so that, and I said to them, you know, that once you understand everyone involved in that problem, then we can understand how we can best help. And if you get them to, you get your customer talking about what they want solved and why they want it that way, you really win because you can connect the dots between how we can help with what they want solved. They know their why, 
but there is an emotional connection that gets created because they were listened to. So true. And, and you're, you're a thousand percent right. When salespeople have a checklist, they get so focused on the checklist. I'm not sure how your experience has been, but the let, you know, when you go to a doctor today, right. And I, I love physicians, don't get me wrong, but so many of them are on their laptop as they're doing your history because they're going over the checklist. Yeah. And sometimes they don't, even look up at you mm -hmm. and you feel sort of kind of like a piece of meat like am i a person or am i client number 674 right. so from the sales perspective you you really want to make sure that you use your eyes even if it's through zoom gone right connect the easiest way to create a connection with the person is to look at each other eye to eye there's a reason why they say eyes are the window to the soul, because you can see through to the person, not what they're wearing and how they're presenting, but who they are. And you will, it's hard to describe, but when you, when you have a conversation with somebody and you're looking at their eyes, and I think we've done this, Don, you can feel them. And when you feel them, you can feel, I don't want to get too crazy on you, but you can feel their pain. Right. So what are salespeople trying to do this? They're trying to solve for their clients pain. So if you can feel the pain and then you reach for it, it, it might present a whole different opportunity than what you went into the sales call for. Right. And then there's another thing that you probably don't have on your list that I would suggest people do when you're done with the assessment, the evaluation, whatever you guys like to call these things. Right. There's two more words you have to ask, and you will be shocked as to what information you're provided with. And that is anything else? It's like the uh, the uh, the $10 billion want fries with that question, isn't it? Exactly. Because and and people usually pause when you ask them that, because there's almost always something else but it's not part of the standard operating procedure for whatever it is that you're Perfect. doing. So they don't bring it up. But if you can uncover that something else, you can find a way to serve that up to them. I love that. You know, the combination of those three things that you said, curiosity, understanding, and anything else. And ultimately, all of that is, I think, can, you know, there's, there's some methods in terms of how you have the conversation, but all of that is about kind of having this curious, open mind and going into a conversation without preconceived ideas about what you're going to learn. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's the kiss of death, right? When you think, you know, you know, we can go back to the expression, well, but you don't know what you don't know. And those three things, and it's so funny because we didn't, I wasn't thinking I was going to, you know, speak this way about this, but those three tenants, if you will, it creates the relationship and then it builds upon the relationship because you are looking at the person as in fact, all right, here's the genius as a person, not as someone to close a deal with or to close the sale with. Even though when you're having a conversation with business people, of course, it's to have, it's to have, you know, close the deal, but everybody wants to be treated as a unique, respected individual first. And that's the way you do it. You know, with that curiosity and that sort of open-mindedness of going into each 
conversation, not having a predetermined expectation of what's going to happen. I think when I think people feel that too, right? If if you're if you're coming in sort of technique is I've got an agenda to find out these six things so I can sell you something. People can feel that. If you don't go in with that, that you might have some ideas on how you can help, but you're genuinely curious and you're asking questions in the conversation to generally understand. I heard a, a really uh, powerful statement about that last week, and I, I can't recall who I heard it from, but it, it creates the opportunity for co-creation of solutions and really potentially uh, taking the solving the solution in many different paths without a predetermined method because you're co-creating it together with you know each person that you're talking with absolutely it's it's all it's almost synonymous with the concept of a mastermind right, right? two heads are better than one three heads are better than two and the what's generated when you get people that care about each other that are listening to each other and yes you, you there's there's a sense of you had something in mind that you thought could solve them meet their needs put it that way but something else might emerge that maybe they didn't even realize is the missing piece of the puzzle until they spoke with you and yeah. it's amazing what can develop now, I've often met with clients who they had, you know, they came into the conversation with a preconceived idea of how I could help. And they were really moving the conversation in that direction of, hey, how can you do this, 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 and this? And I would often step back and go, well, I'd like to get a better lay of the land on what you're facing. And, you know, there might be multiple ways that we can help, but it's best if I kind of we kind of get there by uh, by covering a little bit more ground before we narrow it down and and just open up the dialogue from a curiosity and understanding standpoint with you know dan sullivan says you kind of go into it with a beginner's mindset with me i have no expectations i just got lots of questions and we'll see you know where it takes us what i've often found was that even when the customer starts off with, here's what I want, they don't know how you can actually help. They, when I look at all of my clients of all the solutions and uh, things that we, and technologies that we have in the business, there's not one client that I have over 20 some years who has used me and our services for everything that we do. Often they know two or three things and they use us for two or three things that we do and there's 15 other services that they've never talked to us about and you know i've learned that it's because they have no idea that we even do that that's an incredible opportunity for a sales team well i think that's true of a lot of companies right and i know it's true inside of our business that you know i i just went through an exercise with with one of our sales leaders and you know, of 15 different service groups we have inside the industrial space, there wasn't one client that had more in, in the group, the, the particular set of customer accounts that she was looking at, there wasn't one person who had more than three things that they were engaging with us on. But there were 900 people inside of that account who had engaged with us on something. Wow. Think wow. about so, that. That's incredible, right? That, that, um, I mean, actually, uh, my mind is blown like that right. opportunity is yeah. my it's literally mind blowing so basically so what you're when, doing is so when, you're asking for the 
50,000 foot view, right? And then when they give you the lay of the land, now you know what you have to offer, right? And then when they, you know, what they think they need concretely, but now you have that wealth of information to offer them more that they need. So, so here's what's happening. When you have the relationship, you're no longer selling. You are providing them with the solution to their pain. Very different mindset. It will be received very differently. And it's based upon the fact that you've created a relationship based on trust with that person. Well, and, and back to your, your doctor analogy earlier, uh, imagine if you went into the doctor's office and so I'll, let me let me restate this. What what I've seen a lot with that fifty thousand foot view and the ten foot view. A friend of mine, Dave Curlin, wrote a book called Baseline Selling, and he, he his whole book is is an analogy of how how business and selling in particular is like baseball, and and it's a really interesting way to think about it. But what he says is that most of, when a customer calls you and they have a problem they already have a preconceived idea on how you can help with some part of that. And so the customer starts off the conversation on third base, wanting to get the home plate with whatever they want from you, because they already have this narrow view of how you can help. So they, they've come in with no curiosity, sort of a expectation of here's what I know about Don. And so Don can help me here. I may have 20 other things I've got to do, but this is the piece I'm talking to him about. And I mm -hmm. want to just move forward to get a quote and see if that quote works for me. And what, what, you know, what Dave says is you've got to take that customer and politely take them by the hand and walk them back over to first base with a curious mindset to have a conversation that could turn into something else. It could be a grand slam instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be a grand slam, but, you know, going back to your doctor analogy in terms of how people should think about this. Imagine if you went into your doctor's office and he said, I've had, a, I've had a bad headache for two days. And the doctor says, oh, great, here's some painkillers. And he went right to prescribing the solution without doing a diagnosis of what is the real problem. I walk into the office thinking I need some painkillers. He says, here's some painkillers. And we miss the fact that there's something, something more he can do to help me than hand me hand me some Tylenol threes. And, and to take the, that's a great analogy. And to take that analogy even further. So what Western medicine today has done, and you know, there's upsides and downsides, right? It is so specialized, right? So that the head doctor, the neuro doctor, the neurologist is just focused on the head. Well, you might have a headache because of something going on with your heart or your circulation or your back or, right? So we lose, and this is true, think about this from a sales perspective, we lose the holistic, even though that's a well overused term, we, we lose the fact that people are holistic, right? They're more than one, they're made up of so many different components. So if your sales team looks at your client from the holistic perspective, there's other opportunities there, right? Like maybe this isn't working and we can solve that for you. But once I get to know you and you trust me and we develop the relationship, we've had conversations where I now know, oh, it's not just this widget, excuse me. <laughs> it's not just this widget, but you need this widget and this widget and this widget. 
And we create all of them together and one stop shopping and we can talk to each other and you don't have to be interfacing with all these people. And then the sale will just naturally happen. But if the person doesn't know it, and if you're not looking at them from a whole person, you'll lose that opportunity. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Dr. Patty Ann did three episodes with us, so be sure to check out the other ones if you haven't already done so, and be sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. If you ever want to get in contact with Dr. Patty Ann or Don Cooper, you can always do so at the links in the description of this episode. Be sure to leave a five-star rating of this show. It truly does help us out a lot. But with all that said, thank you so much for listening again, and we will see you next time on the Amplifier Podcast.